to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is episode 65, and with me we have, I think it's a new voice for Radio Trivia, but you probably already know him. It's Andy Gergen. Hello. From the news podcast. Hello, greetings. This, this is my first time on Radio Trivia. Very excited. Excellent. So uh, now we've had everyone from your podcast on my podcast. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? That's great. Um, and uh, we got some songs here. We got two listener requests and and uh, some stuff Andy picked out and, and one secret one that he doesn't know about. Well, he doesn't know about three of them, actually. Yes. Uh, but uh, one he really doesn't know about, I guess. Because, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, let's just get started because I'm talking out of my ass. <laughs> figure it out anyway that was our our creepy first song sounded kind of like a forest song something you'd hear when you're wandering around like a dark forest a um a forest where like things are about to jump out at you maybe yeah yeah i don't know sound sounds I, I have a couple of ideas but nothing nothing all that specific yet i think i've narrowed it down to to era and potentially developer but we'll see Thank you. 
So you selected this game. Well, you maybe didn't realize it. <laughs> um, so uh, would you care to read the question? Sure. What useful tools in this game can only be found underground? Go figure that I would get stumped on my first my first pick of my first show. Yes. <laughs> well, I figured it out by that last song. If I hadn't got it by your uh, yeah by your hint during the last break. Yeah, the third one is definitely um, more recognizable. Indeed. Um, actually, it sounds kind of like a, a Metroid song. Actually, when you think about it. Yeah, it does. But um, it isn't Metroid. This is. Pikmin 2 for the GameCube, of course. Yes, a game I've played very little of. Um, I don't know really why, but well, never felt like playing it. The, the the underground sections, which I'm I'm guessing the first two songs were both from the underground sections. Um, Probably, yeah. The underground sections in the game are not uh, particularly fun, I think, mm. and, and they make up they make up too much of the game. But I love the outdoor sections enough that. 
it really doesn't matter to me that much. I, <laughs> I, I, I love this game. I've, I've 100%ed Pikmin 2, uh, I think twice all the way through. Cool. Well, um, yeah, definitely the underground sections. I, I'm really not a fan of um, randomly generated uh, dungeons in, in general. Um, uh, some some do it better than others. Some games do it better than others. But in general, I think the concept itself is just flawed. Um, you can't get a good level design when you do that. No, it's I not possible. I don't disagree. Uh, but for what it's worth, the the randomization is limited. Uh, they're they're usually pretty similar. Uh, every time, mm-hmm. every time you play it through, there there's some elements that are random, but for the most part, they're they're not drastically different every time you go in. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we talked about it. Well, I talked about it with I guess was it Johnny when when we did the first Pikmin. Um, but uh, your take on it? I mean, what what do you think makes Pikmin two better or worse than Pikmin one? Which one's your favorite? Um, I would have to say Pikmin two is my favorite, uh, even though the underground sections, like we said, are not. Uh, deal i think just that's just because they took what i loved about pikmin one and gave me a lot more of it in the sequel and Mm -hmm. that's that's the outdoor levels the outdoor levels are huge they're a lot more detailed in pikmin 2 there's more puzzles in the outdoor levels in pikmin 2 um and it's kind of nice to have the uh, the the additional pikmin types it's it's just a bigger game it's more of what i liked in the first one i like the music uh, i like the the environments it just it's a game that just is charming as hell as I believe mm-hmm. Zach put it uh, on NWR Newscast that just came out. <laughs> well, it, it definitely has a lot of personality. And, um, and and the nice thing about Pikmin is it's very different from most of the games Nintendo makes, I think. Um, it, just in sort of its presentation and, and general feel. And um, and they tried a lot of stuff with Pikmin too. I, I know, once again, I, I, we mentioned this, we talked about the first one, but... You know, this game tried to do the two-player battle system with with real-time strategy type it's, it's, thing. It's it's fun. I played it. A, uh, I haven't played a lot, but the two-player multiplayer game, the the multiplayer part of Pikmin Two is a lot of fun. Yeah, it had co-op too, right? I mean, it wasn't just battle. There's a co-op mode. Yes, there there is a co-op mode, but it's not the full game. It's just a set of challenge rooms that unlock mm-hmm. as as you play through the main game. Um, and they're okay, but they're just the underground sections, which oh. is the part of the game I wasn't crazy about. So I didn't play very many of the challenge rooms. And you can do you can do the challenge rooms one player or two player. Okay, so so it's really all about the single player experience still in, in your mind. Yeah, um, I, I played the multiplayer a handful of times, and I really enjoyed it. I think it could be expanded upon and uh, brought online on the Wii if they choose to do so. I'd be very happy, but we'll see. Well, maybe that's what they're trying and they're feeling miserably and that's why we haven't heard about it because uh, we all know how much trouble Nintendo has doing things online. This is true. So um, if that's what they're going for in in the sequel, uh, Pikmin 3, um, that would be one explanation for why it's it's silent. Um, Lots of upending of tea tables, except this time it's programmers instead of designers (laughs) probably. Um, I would say one of my favorite things about Pikmin 2 is the item descriptions that you get after you collect the the, the treasures. Because unlike with Pikmin 1, you're not collecting things to rescue yourself. You're collecting things to pay off a debt. So you're just kind of hoarding all this garbage as mm-hmm. as treasure. And as you collect it, there both, both as you collect treasure and as you encounter uh, bad guys – there's sort of an encyclopedia of things you've encountered in the game that keeps track of all of it that you can view between levels, and they have some really well-written descriptions of yeah. the things you find in the game. It's just it's it's a nice little touch. They, they had a lot of that in the first one, not as much because uh, there were the not, the optional 
uh, items that were a bit more like that with like whatever a bottle cap or whatever with a right. quirky description. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in Pikmin 2, if, you know, there's only so many parts that can't be the ship. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Pikmin 2 throws away that and you get a lot more crazy stuff. It's so, true. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a fun game. One one that I probably should go back and, and genuinely play. Well, hopefully they'll put it out with a new play control and uh, release it on store shelves. I don't think so. I think that that opportunity is kind of... I kind of... I, I agree, but I'm still hopeful. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, I don't know how well the, the first Pikmin we play did. Yeah, the new play control. Yeah. I just picked it up, but I didn't buy it new, so I guess I can't... <laughs> I can't complain if they decide right. not to bring the second one out. Exactly. Anyway, let's... Uh, we got, still got to answer the, the bonus question here. Um, so, what's the new tool that can only be found underground? That would be the white and or the purple Pikmin. Maybe calling them a tool is a little bit mean. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, Pikmin are tools, and they're there for you to exploit. It's true. Yeah, that's their purpose. Slave labor Pikmin. <laughs> that's right. like that one huh fool me once shame on uh wait how's that go (laughs) (laughs) exactly yes that one that saying
That's a good one. Sweet. I like that song. Nice and energetic. Well, most of the songs in this game are kind of energetic. This um, is true. But um, got a question here. I, I guess I'll read it. Okay. What technique first introduced in the series by this game allowed you to reach new heights? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Very good indeed. Very good. Uh, although I, I have to say, I, I've never been attracted to uh, to this game or, or games of its ilk. Um, I, I can't say why. I'm just not one of those cool kids who enjoyed <laughs> ninja games like this one and, and like Shinobi. Um, although I think the Ninja Gaiden series is probably better than the Shinobi series. Absolutely. But um, this, is, uh, this is Ninja Gaiden 2. The Dark Sword the, of Chaos. The second game for the NES, which probably doesn't bear resemblance to anything in the arcades. Um, no, not at all. All right, so you're a fan of this game. Tell, tell us why it's such an awesome, awesome game. I haven't played this game in a long time, actually. Uh, although, surprisingly, I recognized the all the music, and I recognized it instantly. Um, this is the only Ninja Gaiden game I've ever beat. That's why I picked it. Um, and by that, I mean beat without the help of the game genie, I suppose I should say. Uh, okay, all right. Unlike unlike the first Ninja Gaiden, this game does not kick you back to the start of the last level whenever you die at the, at the final boss. This game is not quite that unforgiving. I think it's just a little bit easier than the first one, um, and considerably easier than the third one, because, or, yeah, than the third one, because the third one was the first game in the series that had um, limited continues, which is really just uh, absolutely mean to in, in a game like Ninja Gaiden. Well, I was playing uh, Blaster Master the other day, and I was playing over the period of a week or so, and uh, I was having a lot of fun with it, whatever, it's kind of Metroid, kind of exploratory, but, but with really difficult bosses that are really annoying. Um, but uh, it didn't know that it had limited continues. It, it isn't anywhere in the instruction virtual instruction manual. Uh, there, I didn't see any sort of indicator that was readily apparent on like the continue screen. 
And so at like the sixth boss, I died, and all of a sudden it says game over. Ooh. Bye. Start Ouch. from the beginning. Like, uh, I don't have the patience for this. If you're, making a Met- if you're making a game that resembles Metroid, do not give us limited continues. And yeah. Especially tell us that we don't have unlimited continues. I mean, ah. That's frustrating. I've, never, I've actually never played Blaster Master. I bought it for Virtual yeah. Console, though. I'm going to check it out soon. It, it, it's a good game. I, I don't know when I'm going to be willing to go back yeah, no and playing it again because that, that really pissed me off. But um, I could definitely see uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 being annoying. I mean, that's sort of backwards, isn't it? I mean, you'd think that as games move forward, you would have unlimited continues as sort of the yeah. trend. Clearly, the someone at Tecmo thought the first two games were far too easy. <sighs> That person, I hope, lost their job. <laughs> yeah, well, if you want to make a game harder, don't make it harder by an artificial constraint such as uh, limiting yeah. continues. You, know, yeah. you don't do something like that. That's lame. Well, the stories in the Ninja Gaiden games... I'm sorry, Ninja Gaiden. I need to stop saying Ninja Gaiden. The stories in the Ninja Gaiden games were always really well told. I mean, they were all, they were all kind of dumb stories. They're just sort of ancient evil rises, and you have to go mm-hmm. take care of it. But the, the cutscenes between the levels uh, when the first Ninja Gaiden came out were really pretty revolutionary, from what I remember. The graphics were really stunning. Yeah. Uh, even, just, even just for still frames. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, they, they open the... Um, second game, the first cutscene in the second game, before you even hit the start button to begin the game, kills off one of the main characters from the first game, which, <laughs> I, thought, which I thought was really, like, surprising. Like, they really just immediately bring you back into the world by killing off one of the p- people you fought so hard to save in the first game. Wow. Well, um, and uh, they've continued the whole storytelling thing in the, in the reprise games for... Uh, PlayStation 3 and Xbox, Xbox 360. I, I, I tried Ninja Gaiden for, for Xbox, and I found it to be too difficult. Um, it's it's really, really frustratingly hard. Yeah, I, I, I bought it for my PlayStation 3, and um, it just was not to my taste. I'll, yeah. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, the, the original Ninja Gaiden games, the original Ninja Gaiden games, were, were difficult, but they weren't hard to learn. It was still just jump, run, and right. slash, and occasionally use your sub-weapon. It was really just sort of a, a, a cheaper, faster version of, of Castlevania, to be honest. There were <laughs> a lot of similarities. Yeah, um, and that's why I don't want to play this game. <laughs> Not a fan. I would love to see a, a Ninja Gaiden rebirth. I, w- I would play that. I would probably get mad at it, but I would play it. I might be the only one. <laughs> Right, so so Ninja Gaiden 2 introduced um, wall climbing. Does that really add a lot to the game, or is that kind of a gimmick? Yes and no. It, it definitely is used pretty extensively in the game, but there was actually a, a trick to do it in the first game. It just wasn't anything official, and it saves you a lot of headaches. Uh, but they, they, they bring it in. It, it's really nothing more than this is how you get from point A to point B. It's not... It's, it's rarely, you know, anything all that useful. It's just sort of a, a movement technique that they throw in there to help you get through the level. Now, is this like the ladder climbing, or is this like... No, this is actually, this is climbing on walls. Any any vertical surface in the game can be okay. scaled. So a little bit like Prince of Persia or something. Although maybe Prince of Persia is a little bit like this game. Right? Yeah. I, the, I don't know. The, you, you climb walls in Ninja Gaiden 2 the exact same way you climb ladders in Ninja Gaiden 1. It's just that you can do it anywhere. All right, well, the third selection was not an Andy selection. It was a listener selection, so uh, enjoy? Question mark?
I could have chosen a better song than that. What was I thinking? My God. <laughs> um, I thought there was more to that when I selected it, I swear. Um, wow. Um, yeah, well, that, that was pretty simple. There wasn't a whole lot to that. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. Uh, next one will be a little better. Clears things up a little bit. I think so. I recognize the uh, the refrain, but I'm not sure which title it's from. Well, all right I, then. I, th- I think I do. <laughs> all right. Well, um, this might confuse you then. Uh, the songs from the Western version of this game were written by which musical group?
yeah, I don't have any idea anymore. <laughs> well, it, it's licensed music, but it's like something you just sort of heard at like a party before or something like 10 years ago, 20 years ago. High school and, basketball game? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, um, but it is licensed music uh, for the Super Nintendo. Um, this is uh, Biometal for the Super Nintendo, a somewhat unremarkable other than the soundtrack uh, R-type shooter from Athena that was uh, published by Activision in North America. And uh, Activision, I guess, recognized that it was kind of a lame side-scrolling shooter. Um, (laughs) Athena is the company that brought you uh, Super Bowling for the Super Nintendo, which I own. Oh, okay. Which sucked. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I can only assume that this game pretty much sucks, too. Um, So Activision, well, we'll add some awesome music to it, and it will make it sell better and it probably at least drove some sales or rentals or something that's um, weird so <laughs> yeah uh, the, the artist uh, which I think all the North American and European songs uh, in the game uh, are from is too unlimited um, <laughs> okay completely different soundtrack in Japan but it was pretty generic I think I listened to that music too so um, I guess Activision kind of made a good call there I, I don't know um, maybe they just shouldn't have localized this game. I don't know. Um, I was trying to run down the, uh, the the list of titles that start with mu- or have the, the music video makers on Sega CD, and then it <laughs> occurred to me that that wouldn't be on Radio Trivia because it's not. Yeah, yeah. So this is uh, this is for the Super Nintendo, and okay. that was requested by Don quite a while ago. Uh, the funny thing is, even though it's not the same song, um, after hearing that last song, I kept thinking of Mr. Six from the old Six Flags commercials. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the old guy that danced? I can't say I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's a different I'm, song, I'm but it's in this it very, very similar style. And I had that song stuck in my head until I heard this, and now I can't think of the other song because they're so similar. Um, my, fir- yeah. my first thought after the second song was, was, was there a Mortal Kombat, the movie, the game that I missed? <laughs> yeah. I suppose that would be every Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a DDR commercial. Yeah, so you can hear the similarity in why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Anyway, um, I don't really have anything of value to talk about with Biometal, just that the observation of the music. So Interesting. Um, and, and Athena, which I think... I don't know if they're still around or not. They they made a bunch of crummy games. Um, they really did. That's no anyway. recipe for uh, for success. So I'm guessing they're probably not. <laughs> yeah, they they may still be around, unfortunately. <laughs> anyway, the, let's go on to the next game, also selected by a listener. <laughs>
Okay. No idea. And you thought you'd had your fill of generic Super Nintendo music. <laughs> Oop, that's kind of a hint. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, here, here's another hint, your question. Um, what difficult feat must you accomplish to see the credits in this sports game? Afraid you have stopped me again. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure this has is really really some of our listeners. Uh, this is Super Bases Loaded oh, uh, for okay. the Super Nintendo, which I, I don't know if it was a launch game for the Super Nintendo, but it, it came out pretty early, like 1991. Okay, and okay. It, it's kind kind of a bare bones uh, baseball simulator. 
um, but it had all the features you'd, you'd expect. I think it was maybe the fourth or fifth entry in the, in the larger series. I mean, there were a lot of them for the NES, I think. Yeah. Um, so this one, you know, it up the graphics. It looked pretty clean and impressive at the time, and uh, and it had two-player support, of course. Um, and uh, it was made by our friends Tose and published by uh, uh, Jaleco. Right, right, right. So uh, it was not a licensed baseball game. I, I guess back then that cost too much money or, or something. Um, or maybe someone else already, maybe EA already owned the rights to that or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so they have like the Atlanta Amoebas, New York Mercs. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Washington Weasels. I like that one. Oh, very nice. Um, Los played, Angeles Lizards, all right. I played one of the bases loaded games for the NES, but I think um, I more often played RBI Baseball. Right. I don't, baseball in general is not a very engaging sport for video games, in my opinion. I, no. Maybe that could change with Wii if it were done right. I, I, get, I don't think Wii Sports really counts. Well, they have the uh, Mario game. Sluggers, don't they? I, I played it briefly. Yeah, but I don't think it really used the Wii controller intuitively, if I probably, recall correctly. Probably It was kind of not. bizarre. Um, so, But as far as I'm concerned, baseball games are... Well, it's a stupid idea because baseball itself is really boring to watch. <laughs> playing it in a video game isn't all that much better. Um, and I'm, I'm sure some baseball fan out there is going to really yell at me for saying that. But it just... It's a boring sport. I'm known to like a few sports games here and there, but I'm, I've never really gotten into baseball games. It's my... Uh, one area that I just never, never really explored. Part of the problem is that a lot of the times the games are so abstract, and you're just sort of pushing right. Oh, pass to the guy at third base, pass to first base. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these games you don't even control the guy who's catching the ball. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that was the case for Super Bases Loaded or not. I, I know it was for maybe some of the earlier, or the earlier Bases Loaded games on the NES. My, but um, the, one of the very first NES games I ever owned was uh, baseball, just the regular NES baseball. Yes. And that game you controlled almost nothing. <laughs> you controlled uh, the the swing of the bat, the style of pitch, and which base to throw it to, and everything else was completely automated. Ugh, terrible. Yeah, the best of that bunch was like ice hockey. Which, oh yeah, uh, that was always a good one. That that one was the best of the, of the bunch for those early NES, Nintendo published games. Those are all Nintendo published, right? All I think those? so. Wasn't uh, in pro wrestling? I think it was also one of them. Yeah, I, I never played that one. It's probably played, a good thing. I played a lot of pro wrestling. Pro wrestling was a lot of fun. I, I seem to recall liking the music for it too, but I don't think it had more than one song. <laughs> it was one of those really early games. It was a good so, one song. Yeah. Well, it's better than a bad song. That's true. Anyway, uh, Super Bases Loaded. Um, the game had an interesting system where it, it ranked you, how well you did. And I guess it scored you in a couple of different criteria. And based on your score, it would uh, increase or decrease the difficulty. Okay. So instead of like forcing you to play through progressively harder or harder series, I guess the way it worked was you just play once. Maybe because they didn't have a save, you play once and it says, oh, you're really good, so I'm going to up the difficulty. And um, so if you get like 100%, 100 points, you get to the hardest mode for the for your computer opponent. If you get 100% again on that hardest AI, then you get to see the credits. You beat the oh, game. Very good. So that's a sort of an interesting system, actually. I don't, I don't see that sort of approach very often. Um, so... Sewer base is loaded, early SNES game. Uh, don't want to discriminate. It stinks. Uh, 
I only have one more game for you, and this one, well, I guess we'll say Megabyte requested it, but really, I wanted it too. Okay. That sounds familiar, but I can't quite place it yet. Excellent. Just as I planned. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention who uh, who requested the last game, Superbase is Loaded, so I uh, thought I'd give a shout-out to Steve for uh, for his request. Okay. And uh, with that, the second song.
That one's a little farther away. It sounds familiar, but it doesn't help me place it at all. It's a good song, though. Good. Good. Well, this is a non-helpful hint question. Lovely. Unhelpful, even. Which platform was this game originally conceived for? Huh. Okay. was help yes it is what game is this do you know I, I i know that i've heard the music in smash brothers but i can't figure out which property that it's not really all that helpful that just, that just means that it belongs to nintendo um <laughs> i'm gonna go out on a limb and uh go with kirby's air ride yes actually oh. it's it's kirby air ride but yes wow. and that actually gets at the question people confuse Kirby's Air Ride with Kirby Air Ride because when it was on the Nintendo 64 a long, long time ago, it was called Kirby's Air Ride. And, uh, okay, okay. And after, I guess, development hell, they shelved the project, um, gave uh, Kirby 64 Crystal Shards to a different development team, basically. And, uh, and then they tried Kirby Air Ride again on the GameCube. Very good. Excellent. And... Um, it's an interesting game. I'm not going to say it's a great game. It's, in a lot of ways, a missing link between Malay and Brawl, although I don't know if you really need a missing link between those two games. <laughs> but uh, in, in terms of its overall presentation, it definitely feels a lot like Brawl. It uh, had a lot of kind of unlockable achievements Okay. where um, if you completed a task and either, you know, there's a lot of stuff like whatever, beat this course without uh, breaking it all or beat it before a certain, under a certain time and uh and other things were more interesting there was this weird city mode that uh, that i don't really know what i was supposed to do in that to be honest i uh i had the japanese version because I, I think i imported it for review and uh i figured well it's a kirby game it'll be easy no um there's a lot of text in the game because there are a lot of these little missions and some of them are, are solving uh, kind of little mysteries or exploring the city area which is kind of a battle arena but there's also a lot of these kind of random events that go on like a UFO will come and attack the city or or some special mode will be unlocked for just one minute and, and so there are all these little triggers that you can you can do to, to get your missions accomplished and when you unlock a mission it'll give you a prize just like in Brawl maybe it's 
uh, you know, maybe it's a, another uh, CD for a soundtrack, or maybe it's a new alternate song for a chorus, or you know, there are all sorts of things, new new levels, things like that. So uh, it's very similar because they had the same like hint system where the adjacent uh, missions were visible. Gotcha. Um, so it, it very much felt like Brawl, or Brawl very much felt like Kirby Air Ride, maybe is how I should put it. Um, but as as a racing game, not a good game. Um, I never played it, but I seem to recall there was some kind of a thing going on where the, you only used the A button on the controller. Yeah, uh, the whole idea was that it was a contact-sensitive button, which uh, maybe sounds good on paper for people who want to keep things simple, but... Um, the problem is you push A to break. You also push A to attack someone with your sword or whatever you have. So if you're close enough, you'll attack your enemy. If you're not close enough, you'll break, which I guess is sort of a risk-reward thing going on, but it it's, winds up being pretty lame for a racing game. Um, so it, I don't know. Just sometimes you would attack instead of breaking. It, it was kind of broken. Um, there was another mode that was kind of like the old RC Pro-Am where it was kind of overhead going around small tracks. Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's, I don't remember, I think it might have been called Air Ride Mode, but uh, it was pretty awesome, um, to be frank. So um, that game was good for time trial when you don't have other enemies, and it's good for this uh, RC Pro-Am stuff. So... Um, it's got good music. It's got really it, good music. It's good, really good music. A lot of it very much is kind of the, the brawl approach to soundtracks, where it reprises tons of old songs and has some yeah. new songs, and it has orchestrated songs, which is good. So, well, good times, you know, good times. Anyway, that concludes this episode of Radio Trivia. Um, I want to thank Andy for uh, for joining me this evening. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Yeah, I, I'm sorry that I didn't have more to say about some of these games. I'm sorry I hadn't played any of them except for the ones I picked. <laughs> eh, that's the way it usually is. Anyway, uh, be sure to send me your listener requests and uh, check us out and talk back. Check out the newscast with Andy, uh, Neil, and Zach. And uh, I'll uh, see you next time. Thanks. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Pikmin 2 is copyright 2004 Nintendo. Ninja Gaiden, Episode 2, The Dark Sword of Chaos is copyright 1990 Tecmo. Biometal is copyright 1993 Activision, Athena, 2 Unlimited. Super Bases Loaded is copyright 1991 Chaleco. Kirby Air Ride is copyright 2003 Hal Laboratory, Nintendo. God, that was terrible. Let's start over. <laughs> <laughs> All right.